Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Good Grow Great podcast. This is Growth Amplifiers. This is where we dive into specific topics that can help you grow in your business, in your career. And I'm Talia Toha. If you are new here, welcome. We have listeners from 60 plus countries worldwide, and we are welcoming anyone who's never been here before. So if you are new here, be sure to follow and subscribe because we do share episodes weekly and often more than once a week. And so you guys are are going to be welcome here for sure. And if you have any questions, definitely send any questions or topics that you want covered to support at goodgirlway.com. Now, before we begin, you guys, I am so thrilled to share with you guys today's topic because it is something that really kind of hit home for me. It really hit home. And this is the topic of how to use failures and often epic failures to push yourself forward. And this is so funny because when I'm going to share with you something that happened to me a while back that really basically almost made me go, I don't know if I can even go on in, in this work. You know, like it just seemed impossible. This doesn't seem to be something that I can recover from. So that's going to be something that I want to highlight for a minute. But really the question, the big question that we want to be touching on today in today's Growth Amplifier segment is how can you use epic failures to push yourself forward. And I know people talk about this all the time. They say failure is okay. But really specifically though, how can you change certain things about the way you look at things, but also what are some immediate action steps that you can take so that whatever it is that you're dealing with today, for instance, perhaps it's laying off, you get laid off, perhaps it is um, something that didn't go as you thought it would, you know, or perhaps it is a comment or something that you received from other people. I do want to share with you guys some of the things that I think would be absolutely amazing. So be sure as we're diving in to follow, subscribe, hit at our collective room, Pandora and growth solvers. Let's get started. Okay, you guys, so once upon a time, there was, uh, I remember there was specifically a time when I just, I came back home because it was one of those days in the office. And mind you, this was back when I was working nine to five. I didn't yet have my own business, of course, that I have now. But it was a time when I was so serious about my career. I was so into it, you know, and I really wanted to move forward. I really wanted to do the good work that I really wanted to do. And I remember that day was just absolutely terrible. There was bad news after another. I remember getting bad news in the morning and uh, somebody called me up, but actually they texted me and they go, hey, I have to talk to you, right? I have to talk to you. And I don't know why people use this phrase. They say, I I have to talk to you because it's just obviously... I mean, aren't you talking to us right now, right? Like, aren't you already talking right now? Why does it have to be some time, some other um, time? And whenever you hear this, you can be sure that it's something that, I mean, in that specific context, it was definitely bad news. And I can sense it. I knew that it wasn't something that would be a good, um, good news for me. And, uh, and, uh, but I just kind of ignored it. I didn't really, you know, think much about it because I had a lot to do. And so the bearer of the news uh, eventually got to me 
and said, you know what, so-and-so client, so-and-so person that we've been consulting, they decided to let us go, right? And at that point, we were already, I was already, you know, making a handsome amount of, uh, you know, dough and it was great. And um, I, w- I was really starting to feel like I was making an impact in, in people's lives and really hitting a stride because other things have been going so well. And I thought I had put just an insane amount of energy and focus and work into this particular project. And yet that person didn't feel the same. And I didn't know why. I still to this day, I'm I'm still a little bit perplexed as to why. Right. And I uh I just couldn't really figure out why exactly they wanted to part ways, you know, because I was doing all of the things. I thought I was um, you know, obviously giving everything that I have. And I still, I think to this day, I still didn't have the full answers. I still didn't know why, um, why that was the case that I was um, basically, you know, they cut cords essentially with me and they just go, you know what, no, we're just going to not do this. And I don't know, it could have been something else. It could be, it could relate to me. It could also not relate to me. It could just be some, their situation wasn't a good fit at that time. But whatever it was, it was a huge blow, mostly because I had invested a lot of time, not even money, but just a lot of time into this particular project. And it was so devastating. I got home and I was like, I don't know what to do. This is a huge um, you know, segment of what I do this is a huge part of what I do. And I think, I don't know if you guys are listening or familiar with, um, you know, if you work in consulting, this probably makes sense. If you have a few important uh, groups of people that you consult for, right, this kind of, this would make sense for you. But, uh, but it was kind of the, one of those days when I'm like, I just, I don't know what to do. And it was so embarrassing because everyone knew that that was happening right around me, my colleagues, um, of course, people uh, who are ahead of me, who are above me and a supervisor of me. So they all kind of knew that this was happening. And I was just, I just didn't have any answers. I was like, I thought I was doing all of the things, you know, and I apparently... It wasn't what they were looking for. And I was just, again, very, very devastated. And it was kind of one of those days when I was like, geez, you know, why why would, do I even bother? I worked so hard and zero recognition, you know, zero kind of um, result. And you, I think as we grew up, right, a lot of times this is the problem with the way we were raised. I think a lot of times we have been taught, okay, if you do the hard work, right, if you do the work, you're going to be fine and you're going to be, um, you know, check, right? They're going to give you a check and good job and move on. But that's not how real life is, right? It's not at all. It, it's actually beyond that, much more complex and much more nuanced. So that bad news came to me uh, almost like this storm, right? And again, I was already feeling like I've established myself, a lot of gained respect, a lot of people were starting to, um, you know, recognize the work that I was doing, and it was amazing. But, um, but it was devastating to have lost that, um, that particular project. And what I actually ended up doing the following week or two, I think I was just hanging out eating chocolate and really reassessing, I'm like, what are we, this means squat, like this had nothing to do with what I was looking to do, you know, and it wasn't, it didn't, I couldn't really create the impact that I was looking to create um, with this. And it was starting to 
basically pave way to uh, to what I'm doing right now, which is obviously helping people take massive leaps, uh, big leaps and big changes and and big impact, even if they feel small, and um, especially in their business or in their career. And, and that I think was very, what's very interesting was that before that epic fail, I didn't even think about starting my, my own business. It didn't even enter my mind. It wasn't even like a thing that I was thinking about, like kind of, oh, maybe I will one day. You know how we have kind of one of those things like we're like, oh, one day I'm going to whatever, right? Some people say I'm going to do a bungee jump. I'm going to write a book or whatever. This for me, um, you know, doing running my own business and doing this podcast and all these amazing things, I didn't even think of this before um, this incident, right? And it wasn't such an epic fail. Everybody knew that, uh, knew about it. And people kind of like <laughs> gave me like sympathy looks when they see me and they're like, oh, how are you doing? And it was just a total embarrassment. It was so embarrassing. And I I don't like, I mean, I guess this is part ego too in my part. And I admitted this because it was hard for me to, I think, to accept that, I it was something that I I had done publicly that um, you know that's just an epic fail that people see publicly and it was hard for me to do it because I I didn't like it you know I didn't like to fail publicly and so it was just uh, again that was kind of the beginning really of why I started um, thinking about doing what I do right now and what's interesting was that. After that loss, I mean, I would call it kind of a loss um, in that context. I actually started to, a few weeks after that, you know, a few months after that, and definitely within a year or two after that, it was really kind of this uh, opportunity. I had an extra hour or so in my day, you know, because I was no longer um, dealing with that particular work. I had an extra hour or two to really kind of look at other options, looking at other things, and definitely looking at whether this is creating the impact that I was looking to create, um, whether this is really the outlet, you know, is this something that I was supposed to be doing? So funnily enough, of course, small things led to another and quickly that epic fail becomes really kind of this um, saving grace and just kind of this call out, right? And just kind of a wake up call for me to do what I'm doing right now. And I think without that situation, without that particular incident or event, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be standing here today speaking with you and and talking with you guys, all of you guys in um, all of these different countries. And it was hard to kind of accept, I think, to at that moment, right? But then now in retrospect, now that I have some years into it, I was thinking, oh my goodness, thank God, just thank God that that thing happened, right? And you can kind of hear this. I think a lot of times you hear people who, um, you know, perhaps they got laid off, perhaps they were fired, or perhaps lost a job, or they, um, you know, lost something, and actually, that was really the genesis of the success that they have today, which is so interesting to hear, actually, because I think we all kind of have this sense of what we needed to do and what's important for us and why we want to do certain things. But without that extra push and extra kind of flick of the switch, 
right? And sometimes that happens externally, like in my case, when a certain situation unfolds and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I don't know. Uh, and sometimes that is really the the catalyst to really us finding exactly where we fit in this uh, big scheme of uh, where you want to go. And so I think what's interesting to me, and I kind of take um, solace in this, in that really that huge, epic, embarrassing fail right now kind of became the reason why I, you know, I've enjoyed and I'm, am grateful for all the successes that I've had. And so that was kind of, I think, something, one thing that I definitely wish I, somebody, I wish somebody had told me that. I wish somebody had sat there and say, Talia, don't worry. That's, this is something that will pass. And not only will it pass, it might actually lead you to something better, more impactful, greater, something that actually makes a lot more sense for you. And it, it did, you know. And so I think a lot of times students come to me. And listen, listeners come to me and they go, Talia, what is the, um, you know, what what do I do? Like, I don't know if I can bounce back from this. This is too embarrassing. I don't want to uh, fail in front of my family or friends, right? It's embarrassing. I have a name that I want to protect. I don't want to uh, sell out there, for instance, right? All of these things. And what's interesting is that actually sometimes those are the very things that just kind of give us that little itty bitty push, right? And they might not be like a, a huge leap and just kind of cross the Great Canyon type of a leap, but just that little flick and little push that helps you kind of, huh, okay, this is not bad. This one step forward here is actually not bad. I thought I wouldn't like it, but it's not bad. And then more steps, bigger steps, right? More confident steps towards something even better, which is absolutely amazing and i think that's that's really the story that i always look back to when i think about failure because i think we all know now that failure not only is failure necessary um is a necessary part of success but also sometimes we don't know like we have to get our own way sometimes it it takes a failure for us to get out of our own way you know what i mean like sometimes we go oh you know what i don't want to do that Nope, I don't want to do that. But with a certain failure, you're like, well, I guess, you know, I guess I've, I failed in that way. I'm still alive. Maybe I'll try that instead, you know, and it was really kind of a wake up call. And I think when we look at failure, the small ways that we can look at failure is really not, I really hate this word. I wish that we have another word for it, right? And all throughout the podcast, I talk about, you know, small ways that we can make obstacles, create big opportunities. So really, I think failures is really just an obstacle. And it's something that you can go over, right? Oh, you can go through or you can go around. However way you want to approach your failure slash obstacle there is still a way out. So what does this mean for what you're doing right now? So what's cool actually about what you guys are all doing, I know that a lot of you guys who are listening are from huge, a vast variety of industries. Some of you guys are consultants. Some of, some of you guys are coaches. Some of you guys are, um, you know, you guys are interior designers. Some of you guys are outdoor adventurists, aviation industry uh, owners, so many different variations. So what do we do about failure exactly, right? What do we do about failure exactly? Um, I would like to actually point out that sometimes people 
uh, really kind of appreciate when you do use that failure to find your way. Um, and I'll, I'll share with you another story because this is so true. I think when we want to think of failure, not only is it more of an obstacle, really, if you think about how sometimes when you need to push, um, when you want to push like a, let's say like a box, right? And you're on just regular level ground and you can kind of push it, right? And you're just pushing and pushing. And really the reason behind that push and the reason why we can make that push is because we're also pushing down, uh, down with our feet, right? And with our foot, actually, sometimes with our heel or whatever. And, and the friction and the push down actually kind of creates this opposite momentum, right? Well, where it pushes that object forward, up or whatever. So it's kind of like this tug of war that needs to happen for one thing to go one certain direction. Very, very interesting. And it's almost like, you know, if you kind of launch a rocket or whatever, this is definitely true because the rocket can't fly into space without burning first burning fuel and pushing down with the gravity and all that good stuff. Obviously, we're not going to get into the specifics of and the mechanics of it all. But uh, anything, but versus if our ground is just completely smooth on an ice skating rink, for ha- perhaps pushing a box is kind of it, it can be sort of hard, you know, unless you're a professional skater, of course, you've already known how to do it and everything. But if you're just a regular person and you don't know how to do it, pushing a box on an ice skating rink versus pushing a box on just regular ground is so much harder. There is no friction. You know, there's no tension, there's no push, and you might fall around, you know. So I think one thing that we need to appreciate about a road, our journey that is not smooth and less than smooth for that for that matter is really that it's actually there for a reason. It helps us propel forward, which is kind of it's kind of nice to know that, you know what, they're there for a reason, actually. They're there to um, to create this momentum that otherwise on our own, um, on our own and on a smooth surface, if everything is just fine and dandy, you're just winning all the time, can, comes, can sometimes be hard, which is kind of counterintuitive. So I want to kind of encourage everyone to think of it from a different perspective and, um, and in a way that failure is, and I forget who speaks on this, somebody had mentioned about this and using that analogy of a pendulum, because if you pull the pendulum back, it will push forward even more, right? And actually, the further you pull that pendulum back, the uh, the further out and the further forward it will go. Um, and similar to the rocket, similar to pushing a box, right? The more you push down, the more you pull back, the more you propel um, down using certain kind of fuel, you burn all that. The, actually, the further up you go, which is so interesting, right? And um, I mean, we're not going to go into the whole entropy and all of those for all of you guys, amazing nerds out there, which I am as well. But this is kind of something that we can totally, totally um, remind ourselves with because if without it, um, I mean, we might not make a dent, you know, with that failure, it might not make a dent. So what should we do about failure, right? When let's say that you right now today, you've been hustling, right? You've been, which is a word that I'm not a big fan of to begin with, but you've been doing all of the things and yet you are getting zero results, right? And you're feeling like, 
you're feeling small for one, but you're also feeling like it's a failure, which all of us have, have gone through this. I definitely have gone through something like this. I'm doing all of these things and then nothing, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing. So what do we do? Obviously, now that I've discovered the way to, um, to it's kind of like the antidote to that, it's everything changed. It's just like work is a lot smoother. You're a lot more, you feel like you're a lot more fulfilled. And it's just really interesting to see how you can actually do that, do this. So the first few action steps that I actually want to encourage for everyone is really when you just receive bad news, right? Or you may have, you know, you've done a launch and then nothing, crickets, maybe one person bought and you're going, oh my goodness, all that work for this, like nothing, this is so awful. What should I do? You know, and you're, you're kind of sulking and you're like, this, this sucks. And you're just like binge watching Netflix for hours and hours and hours. And so the first thing actually to do and this is what I'm just sharing with you what works for me, feel free to adopt it, adapt it, um, improve upon it and make it your own, right? And do your own thing. But for me, the first thing that I would do is actually, I kind of allow time to just, um, to, to just admit that I hate the whole thing, you know, just to kind of give myself the permission to just go, this sucks. This is terrible. This is like the worst, right? You feel awful. And uh, however long that is, I do want to recommend not doing this for too long. Like don't, don't go on like days or weeks, but definitely if it takes you maybe like an hour only to bounce back, that's fine. Uh, most people often takes like a day or two to kind of recover. That's perfectly fine. And just kind of carve that out, that time out. Um, I remember after, um, after that huge epic fail, I went for a, this gorgeous walk. And, um, and I didn't really, I'm, you know, I don't really know too many. I'm not, I mean, as much as I love going outdoors, I'm not as well versed in all of the trails. And I just kind of happened to t- stumble upon this amazing trail. Um, and, and it's just these beautiful woods, the woods were, uh, the tree were turning color. So everything was yellow and orange and, um, and it's just red, right? It's so stunning. And uh, that was a day after that epic fail. And I remember just looking around and I go, you know what, that fail could easily not impact anything because I still have this, you know, you still have everything that you have at the present moment. You still have, you know, your ability to go outside, perhaps, Um, if you're not quarantined, obviously, it's a little bit different nowadays, but or your ability to kind of spend time to improve on yourself, right? None of those external things actually uh, have that big of an impact. Yes, it has a big impact on our morale, and it just kind of makes us feel terrible. But part of that is up to us, right? Part of that is up to us. So carving out that time and just kind of respecting that, you know, yeah, of course, you need to recover. It's kind of like an athlete as well, because when you're an athlete, you need time to rest and recover as well. I know, for instance, Michael Phelps sleeps like he says that he sleeps anywhere from eight to 10 hours a day when he is training, right? Plus naps, actually. So uh, because he's asking his body to do so many things, he has to honor that process by giving um, that thing also the rest and the recovery time that it needs. So if you've gone through a failure, 
yeah, totally. Do, binge watch whatever you want to watch, you know, grab some ice cream from me. Ice cream is a great, great way to, to, you know, elevate and lift the spirits real quick. But then immediately after you feel great, you know, if immediately after you find your clarity again, then you want to kind of go, okay, what's next? You know, what should I, what can I do next? You know, not necessarily, oh, what should I say to that, that, this and that person? Cause it sucks. You know, there's internet trolls, like all these people are hating on what I do and they don't seem to respond, whatever. Not that, um, things that can actually be good for you in the long run, like things that can actually be something that you're thankful you've done in the long run. Those are your next steps. That's the first thing that I would do, um, right? And then the second thing, of course, is as you carve out, as you kind of create the next action steps as to, okay, well, that was a complete failure. That was a total waste of time. Um, What did we learn, right? And as you kind of learn, oh, you know what? Now I know not to whatever X, Y, Z, that will kind of become your launching pad. Next time you kind of see signs for something like this, you immediately know you're like, okay, this is something I have to look out for. Okay, this is something that I have to be careful about. This is something that maybe I don't want to do, right? So now we have information, right? Now we have information. Because without that kind of retrospection or introspection or definitely reassessment, you're kind of going blind. We're going blind all over the place. And actually, the further down you go, the further, the more you grow, the bigger um, the fall, right? So it's actually, if you feel like these epic failures are happening, um, you know, within your first few years, perhaps, or your business, or maybe uh, in a way that you can't gain momentum, it's actually, uh, it's kind of a gift, you know, that we're learning this at at this point versus when there's so much more that's involved, right? Versus when now you perhaps for you, for you know, when you're growing, perhaps your goal is to to serve like 100 people or so and um, or more thousands, perhaps when there's so many people involved, there's so much more that's uh, that's at stake. So actually, getting those epic fails early on is not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing because there's less um, less at stake. So that's the second thing for sure. Taking notes and even mental notes, even if you're not the journaling type, which I'm not necessarily as well. I, I write down a couple of things, but it's not really a, uh, I know that a lot of people do this way better, but just kind of jotting down something quickly on paper or even in just your mental note okay, these are the one, two, three things that I could have done better, right? And having the self-awareness to be reminded of it next time if it happens again. So that's really the second one. And then the third one, of course, which is so important is to basically come back, not really necessarily come back to what you were doing before if you choose to then move on from that epic failure, right? Um, Maybe the next step is to get back to work. And if that's not the case, 
what else, right? What can you do? Kind of think of it as like this exploration is kind of fun. You know, if you're uh, driving around, perhaps if you guys are driving or maybe you're walking, right? It just kind of, kind of look at it as an exploration, like a, a day of exploration. In your case, of course, the career exploration or business exploration, you could, you might want to go down one block or one street or one avenue. And you thought that that was the path, but no, maybe now you want to take a right turn or a left turn or go straight after that, right? And kind of maybe even go back around and come back to where you were before so that you can then, from that point, go somewhere else, right? Um, I think the phrase, you know, two steps backwards and three steps forwards or two steps back, you know, whatever, three step forward or whatever it is, is um, it's okay, but I actually prefer, uh, you know, rather than back and forth, it's more kind of like um, you don't want to think of your timeline as something that's 100% just linear, right? Um, I think that's kind of the mistake that we do, like, oh, you know, I don't want to start from scratch. But you're not starting from scratch because now you already know all of these other things, right? I think this kind of reminded me of somebody who I know who lost a lot of uh, most of his business during one of the recessions. I can't remember which one, but he was in the business for a long time already, successful, right? Um, owner of just multi-millions. And it was just already somewhere, some, he was already somewhere where it's supposed to be comfortable. But because of what happened, the economy tanked everything, he lost everything, right? He lost basically a lot of his, um, you know, personal and I guess investment and all these other things. But, um, and I checked in with him, you know, I go, well, what, uh, you know, what's next? You know, what's, what's for you then after this? And he goes, you know what, Talia, I've, I've done this when I had nothing, you know, and he, um, he didn't really count it as a loss. It wasn't really like, several steps backwards for him because even in the act of going a few steps backward those very steps are informed and weighted by just a wealth of information that he's already gained right and knowledge now he already knows exactly what to do to grow his business business back up now he knows exactly some of the things to avoid now he knows exactly who to trust and who to not trust and um, what kind of people he wants to serve and so even though it looks like in in the books and in the numbers and figures that he started he's starting back from scratch he's not right? Uh, because already he's so much more experienced in advance and he knows uh, a lot more about where he wants to go and how to maybe improve that direction. So it is actually, I think, again, I don't know if, again, if we should be thinking of it in terms of several steps backwards and several steps forward. I think it's more of kind of like a Gosh, yeah, I think it would have to be like a training, like a marathon training, right? Where every step, even if you run the same, uh, you know, path or circle every day or every month or every year, it's not that that's always your first time. It's your first time of the day, but every day you're doing it, you've already done several days or whatever, dozens and hundreds of days before, right? So it's really kind of crucial for us to think of failure as something that basically solidifies our steps and really strengthens it all the more. 
because now we know. Now we know exactly what to do, what not to do, and uh, what works and what really doesn't. So it saves you even more time to um, to go forward. So I want to kind of encourage everyone to think of failure from that perspective, uh, which is why obviously there's so much more to talk about when we talk about this topic and we don't have the time to cover all of this. But to get you started, if you're dealing with a certain type of discouragement, failure in the workplace or in your business, whatever it is, you can download my free PDF on using epic failures to push yourself forward. And um, it's a full length, just kind of start to finish how to get yourself out of a rut, what to do after a failure specifically, several different types of alternatives if you are of certain types of, you know, different personalities personalities and all these things, right? And what to do in terms of dealing with that embarrassment and rejection and all of these things and how to kind of wake up again to do it all over again with a newfound inspiration to to help other people and to impact other people. So without further ado, be sure to download that free guide on using epic failures to push yourself forward. And if you haven't already, hit that follow, subscribe, add, and collect button so that you can be notified the next time we talk into uh, about growth amplifiers and things that can really create big leaps, uh, even if they are small things to begin with. And until then, you guys, uh, keep at it.